What's going on, America? I am Graham Allen, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. Congress hopeful Catalina Lauf is in the studio today. If she is successful, she will unseat AOC as the youngest elected official ever in Congress. This is going to be a fantastic discussion because we let you behind the wall of what it's like to run for Congress. Sit back, buckle up, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. Hey! Hey! What's going on, America? I am Graham Allen, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. There it is. (laughs) All right. They, They always try to, like, like do like this little all right ladies and gentlemen we have a very 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 special guest in the studio today miss catalina lauf is here uh congressional hopeful from the illinois 14th district yeah you got it so uh real quick so everybody knows when you win yeah all right when you win you will unseat aoc as the youngest elected person in the Congress, right? Yes. So, so how old are you? Twenty six. Twenty six yeah. years old. How <laughs> how does that happen? How does a twenty six year old decide? Because I know what I was doing at twenty six. Mm-hmm. I was an idiot. No, you weren't. We had three kids at that point. It, it doesn't mean that I wasn't stupid. <laughs> what, the, what are you talking you, you about? You don't have to be smart really to have. You don't have to be smart to have kids. You but are anyway, not stupid. Yeah. all right. So, 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 take us to that. How does a twenty six year old from Illinois? Yeah. Uh, decide to run for congress sure so i don't know how far back you want to go i was we'll, born on a brisk yeah. night in <laughs> yeah, it was the woodstock uh, memorial hospital oh um, my gosh yes. <laughs> so i grew up in a really small town uh okay. middle of nowhere cornfield okay and i went to obviously high school over there but i just really had this urge to just get my life going mm-hmm. and so i uh ended up being homeschooled but then also Getting to college, school buddies, really nice. Yeah, right. They just did this weird (laughs) thing for everybody not watching. That's why you should watch. They did a homeschool (laughs) high five. I was like, what's (laughs) going on? Um, And uh, so, quickly got my associate's degree, uh, and then all my gen eds out of the way. Then um, went to Miami of Ohio, finished up my schooling there, and I really loved uh, current events and politics and just understanding what was going on with with uh, the country. I was um, very into history and, mm-hmm. and reading about the American Revolution, our founding fathers, things like that. And so when I got to college, I became really involved, obviously, with college Republicans right. and um, in the in the area that I was in, in Oxford, Ohio, John Boehner's district was there. So there were so many opportunities to just be involved in, in um, the 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 political stuff and but then I I also part of me was like look I should probably get some real world experience if politics isn't what I want to do you believe you should have experience yeah wow (laughs) that's the direct opposite of what some people in Congress believe right now go ahead I'm sorry well right and so and growing up from a family uh, of small business owners and entrepreneurs I loved just the thought of working in a company working at a startup and and just understanding how you know business and all that worked. And so I'm like, look, I got to go to the private sector for a bit. Um, put the, 
you know, political stuff on the side, but it was always such a passion of mine, not the political stuff, but more of the current events and just uh, understanding what was going on in the country. Right. And, and obviously for millennials, it's sometimes not really an interest of theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so I went to the private sector for a bit, um, ended up working at Uber Corporate, which was such oh. an amazing experience. And during the time it went from, you know, a startup to this massive company and I saw, you know, that growth. It's and a big deal, Uber. It's a big yeah. deal. Yep. Even my mom Ubers. That should say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and so I just I loved love the private sector, but honestly, things started heating up in 2016 Mm -hmm. and there was such a need for disruption in the political space and people were fed up with the Obama administration and the failed policies of that. I grew up as obviously a conservative and, but you could just tell that there was a need for some change there. And obviously now with like the digital era and um, politics becoming more transparent, people are uh, understanding, you really have to read up on people. You really, you know, people don't want these button up people in office anymore. We wanted, we wanted real, real people. And Donald Trump came in and he completely changed that game for everybody. Yep. And he really res- his message resonated with me so much. I mean, I I was part of that really believed in the Rom- Mitt Romneys of the world and um, that old school kind of uh, career type of politician. But then he came in and he had he had the business background. He was a disruptor. He was truly tra- draining the swamp. And that message resonated with so many people like myself yeah. that I was like, oh, my God, we're going through a new era in oh, politics. Yeah. So yeah, many so things true. happened mm-hmm. in 16 that I don't think a lot of people realize. Like Donald Trump not only won, he created this whole new everything like we were created from that election yeah. right like, you know i mean and and so now you not only have uh new people like yourself coming in uh i would say the first one to break through this new wave on the republican side would probably be dan, dan. dan right Crenshaw, exactly right? yeah so dan really embraced when i met uh at the time congressman elect crenshaw mm-hmm. we sat down and we had couple drinks hung out and we talked about uh this new era and this new wave that was happening yeah and he was the first candidate to really kind of embrace what you're talking about right now and he went i mean just just head first into this he's like you're right social media is the future and right. if you don't connect to people through social media you're pretty much dead in the water yeah. mm-hmm. exactly and, and and it's really shown how his popularity has soared he's less than a year into his first year in congress yeah and he's already having events where two thousand plus people are showing up yeah. just for him and why do they do that because he connects with them right yeah. and another thing about dan is that he shows what's going on inside washington yes. like right. instead of it, hide. he takes uh-huh. the curtain down he's yes. like this is what we did today yeah this is what it's yeah. about. I like I like what you're doing on social because you're actually like I love I love when you post videos on your Instagram. Thanks. Okay, pictures are great, but 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 the videos are cool because you see like your Ted Cruz's and all these other people, which you know love Ted Cruz, love him to death. Uh, I've even heard a rumor he's thinking about a 2024 run, which ah. I think he'll just get decimated. I, I don't think it'll ever happen. But either way, yeah, all of his posts are that typical. You know, had such an amazing time with the, you know, the District 8 Boy Scout troop, you yeah. know, future great <laughs> American leaders, you know, yeah. stuff. That stereotypical things. But when you post like videos 
and you're just talking to people. I guess you're in like a hotel room or you're just yeah. traveling. I think <laughs> my, my basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, your basement. <laughs> nice. But people people respond to yeah. that. Better than you do. That's why AOC is so appealing to to, to, well, to dumb folks. Sorry. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> so that kidding. that gets to my you know why I wanted to run because you know I never I I've always wanted to be a you know public servant in a way right mm-hmm. I've always wanted to connect with people and help people in some uh, capacity but it was the I felt this need that we needed new people new faces new perspectives yeah. in Congress and and Dan in a lot of way like you said broke that mold and now I mean. We need younger people yes. across the board. Mm-hmm. Like being in office for 30 years, 40 years is just, yeah. it's, it's not, this shouldn't be a career, yeah. right? Our found- I'm pro term limits. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like am. Like Grassley. Like you ever seen Grassley talk? He's well, like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. 100 years old. Like, well, dude, time for you to go, Freaking man. Nadler, man. <laughs> Nadler. Nadler, Nadler looks like the real life penguin. Even McConnell. <laughs> and what? He does. Babe. I do agree that a new wave. I have never seen a man <laughs> that is seventy percent like legs and hips. Pelosi, I mean, just <laughs> what? I'm just being. No, I agree with you. Look, I man, agree. I got short legs. It's just how I'm built. I mean, you know, I yeah. can embrace it. I've had the same size head since I was two. I had to grow into it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you got to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, and that, right. but that's and that was the original intent of what our founding fathers wanted, mm-hmm. right? Like you are an everyday American. Mm-hmm. You're working your job. You're you're willing to step up and represent a body of people. Yeah. And, and that's what it should be because that leads to accountability mm-hmm. and transparency. When you have a government that just sits there and puts um, everyday Ameri- working Americans, taxpayer money, just going to this conglomerate that th- there's no accountability, there's no transparency, where who is speaking for the people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I think people just were so... Um, taken aback by in Trump's election because he understood the everyday American and he wanted to fix things. And that's what it should be. That's what a representative democracy should be. Well, and I love that you said a public servant. I love that you said that because I feel like it's just become a power and money. And I'm going to stay here for 50 years because I can't. I don't really care about serving the people. I want to make sure I get my paycheck. And, and, you know, and I just love that you said public servant because it's like no one views that that way anymore, it feels like exactly and people are like look you're so young why do you want to you know oh, sit this one out and all that it's like first of all I have a ton of sacrifices that I've made to do this in a, in a personal and career and it's not it's because I feel so called to to be part of this process especially mm-hmm. now with people like AOC and the squad sure. coming up young women who are not only just fanning the flames of divisive rhetoric we're in such a gridlock right now everything that the president does is just attack 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 what about the future not only from an american character perspective right Mm -hmm. when your leaders are just out there constantly using social media and 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 fanning these flames but then also from a policy perspective the policies that they want to implement fundamentally take away the american dream and and it's time for everyday people now to step forward and push back on that evil because we cannot go down that route from a cultural perspective but also from a a policy perspective Mm -hmm. so for people listening uh what where is the illinois 14th district because most most people not that don't live in Illinois, 
Oh, uh, most people you, that you do live Chicago. in Illinois probably don't know. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. But what I'm saying is, everyone who doesn't live in Illinois, you hear yeah. Illinois, you go Chicago. Yep. Right. I mean, I mean, and that's it. So, so where is the 14th district? 40 miles northwest of Chicago. Okay. So quick hour and a half train ride in. I know you lived over there. Yeah. yeah. So and is it a big? I mean, what's the battle like for you? Is it a big democratically held area? No. Or? So that's what's crazy is that it is a Republican district. Really? And it went four points for Trump in 2016. Uh, the majority of uh, the district is comprised of small business, part, partially agricultural area, manufacturing companies, just every day, you know, it's Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is a Again, a Republican district, uh, and we can flip it back. If we don't flip this one, we can't flip the house back because that's yeah. how easy it is to, to get back, and we will get it back because there's so much momentum this cycle. Um, again, I think uh, be, being a new face of the party and being uh, new energy really helps, but also I was born and raised in that town. Right. And, and that is a, a huge part of my passion too is that I want to preserve what we have and, and represent the people who I um, grew up with in the community that I uh, was brought, born and bred in. And uh, so we have a, an amazing, amazing opportunity. Have you had a good response from your community since yes. you were born and raised there? Yeah, people love it. And um, what's great too is that the the area is just so, like I said, everyday American. When you talk about impeachment and things like that, we want to talk about kitchen table issues, right? right? Yeah. right. And that's what the majority of districts want to talk yep. about. Yep. And people are so out of touch right now, representatives, some of them, in office where they think that this political in D.C., whatever the, the sound bites are happening from a political perspective are what matters, but it's yeah. not. No, no, right. they're terrible. I mean, I think I think it's very safe to say that mo- the vast majority is terrible. All right, so look, we want to get into yeah. the real you oh, here. No. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to have a little bit of fun. But before we do, yeah. let's get into a sponsor. Self-defense is your God-given right, period. But it's your responsibility to practice, which is why I want you to go to your computer right now and get an iTarget Pro system. This is the first dry fire training system to combine smartphone technology with the industry's best laser bullet. Using your smartphone, their proprietary app tracks a laser bullet which fits your gun and will detect exactly where your shots are landing. iTarget Pro is completely safe. Comes with a your caliber specific bullet and target system. Right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code Graham. Train risk-free for 30 days. Return it if not completely satisfied, but before you do, go to the range and experience the difference. Take it from me. Dry fire training will develop muscle memory, help with target reaction speed, side alignment, trigger function, and more. Plus, you'll save a ton of money on ammo. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code Graham. All right. So let's get to know you a little bit better for the audience here. Okay, so you're from Illinois. Yep. All right, so Yankee at the end of the day, as we call down here in the South. (laughs) What? Don't get me started on that, man. It is true. Jake gets so butthurt because he's from Missouri. And I refuse to acknowledge that Missouri is a southern state. Refuse. Refuse. And Jake gets gets so mad at me. Anyway, I'm half Latina, though, so does that really count? 
I don't know. Yeah, in the South yeah. for six years now. I think if you're I'm in the fight. deep South, yeah. Everything my ancestors are from Puerto Rico, Alabama. but I've lived in New York oh, my wow. whole life. No, 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 not really. <laughs> no, have you seen? I was say, you look a little. You not look like it at all. Irish or German or something. I mean, it is definite. I mean, my name is Graham Allen. It doesn't get much wider than that. I thought you were British at first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, British. And in my first name is Robert. So I got oh, three okay. first white names. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's just you, know. <laughs> yeah you do. Maybe white, white, white. Anytime, anytime I make a reservation somewhere, yeah. they always flip my names around because Graham could be a last name, Alan could be last or first, yeah. and so it always gets messed up. Anyway, but back to you guys. Wow. All right. So are you more of a football person? Are you more of a baseball person? What does Catalina like to do other than run for Congress? Yeah, I like football. Baseball, mm, I like football better. So what's your yeah. team? Are you, a, are you a pro football? Are you a college football? No, I, so obviously I'm a Bears girl, but, uh, but, pack, but Packers are pretty good too. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a lot of people yeah. mad wow, right now. you better stop before right. you look. The, the district's right on the border of Wisconsin, okay, so okay, I okay. kind of yeah, dip back right. and forth. Chiefs are pretty good, so, too. Yeah, right, yeah. That, that, that's, how it is. that's how it is where we're from. So we're from Mississippi. There's no pro team in Mississippi. Okay. And we live right on the Mississippi-Alabama line. Mm -hmm. So it's half divided, Mississippi State or Alabama fans. So I'm an Alabama fan. Uh, Alyssa went to Mississippi oh. State. Hail State. So, but she also <laughs> got her better degree yeah. from Alabama. Only because oh. Mississippi State did not have a master's program. Well, that's point. because they're the inferior but school. You know what? Anyway. They, they do now. <laughs> clarify. Yeah. yeah, just to they clarify. I had to go there. <laughs> right. So, so we've always had this debate: what's yeah. better, the pro or the college? And college. we, we of course, go college all man, the time, every day. Be because There's more heart. Yeah. College, it can be fourth quarter, and yeah. you could be down three touchdowns. That game ain't over. College, nope. yeah. it ain't over. Yeah, never know if you're down ten or more points in the fourth in the pros. Yeah, it's it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like it's a why do you even watch the fourth quarter ninety five percent of the time in the NFL? Whereas college, man, you can watch you it up to like know. one second left. Literally, Auburn beat Alabama with one second left oh, on a kick six return. Amazing. I mean, it helps. Just, it helps if you go to a fun school though, too. That's oh, like so Miami that's of true. Ohio. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah, I went to Miami of Ohio, and it was you got to pick know. the right. That had to be slow. That had to be slow. Slow Saturdays on those days. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa looks like she's dying. Oh, am I? To, well, you said you had some stuff you wanted to oh, share. So, yeah, oh, well, you got your phone up and you looked at me. I was like, oh, she oh. must be ready. No, I wasn't. I was just, I don't, I'm in a smiley mood today. Oh. I think it's because another female. Another girl's on the so show. I'm so excited. So. We pick on Alyssa a good bit on the show. Whatever. All right, um, go. I do have a fun one, though. So I like to do crazy news stories. Okay. So are y'all ready for this? Yeah, one? hit us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania homemaker. It was a guy. Finds <laughs> naked milk drinker. Singing in his kitchen, authorities say, picture this, 3 a.m., you hear a noise, you go into your kitchen, it is a man, naked, drinking milk and singing, what do you do? Shoot him on He actually the did. He didn't, yeah. he didn't shoot <laughs> him. You back away really slowly <laughs> was, and don't he, make any sudden movements. I think he was prepared. He called authorities, and obviously he was very high on something, and they said he was very confused. He was a gentle guy apparently he yeah. was very confused as why this wasn't i guess his house and he thought it was his kitchen and his milk 
And he was just singing happily at 3 a.m. in yeah, someone else's house. Hmm. How do you find these things? I, like, I don't I'm know. good. <laughs> yeah, my research is on point. Oh, my goodness. All right. So speaking like of that, that, speaking of guns, <clears throat> let's go ahead and let's jump. Let's jump into this. You're running yeah. as a Republican here. So yeah. Second Amendment. Sure. What are your thoughts on that? I, there's nothing to debate there. Hey! There it is. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So, I, so do you shoot? Do you absolutely. Shoot yeah, yeah, I grew up shooting guns. Okay. Let's, let's put this myth aside. Because oh, I remember when I lived in Chicago, because I was born and raised in Mississippi. Yeah. And obviously, if you are not in the South, then everyone else does not live like you as far as country and farm. I mean, you think Illinois, you think Chicago. Oh, it's all city people. Right. So... For those of you who don't they have trees out, there. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but people think you don't have farmlands. I mean, most of it's Illinois, though, is, land, except yeah. for Chicago is Absolutely. the anomaly, not the rest. Of, so anyway, but put You're that right. myth aside. Tell us. No, I mean, we're we're all fields, cornfields. Uh, and obviously the city is so in its own little fiefdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's so peaceful out where I live. It's just all prairie. Uh, and there's plenty of areas to shoot, and I, that's one of my favorite parts about being back home now, too, yeah. is mm-hmm. just, just having that and doing so, that. So what are the, and forgive me, I mean, I'm not a resident of Illinois. What are the, like, I mean, I know Illinois has got some of the strictest gun laws yeah. you know, around. So, I mean, what's it, how difficult is it to obtain a firearm and shoot a firearm in Illinois? Uh, it's pretty tough. So Chicago obviously has its uh, their own kind of process, but you need a FOID card mm-hmm. and all that. And obviously it's kind of getting scary of what the yeah. current culture, um, the current debate is right now. And uh, it, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I mean, it's our right and we need to ensure that we're protecting that. First so, and foremost. So how different is it? Like, I know here in the South uh, yep. and in Mississippi, like, you don't even have to have a permit of any kind, like, to, to have a gun in your home or in your car. Yeah. Because your car is considered an extension of your home. Yeah. So you don't have to have, like, I mean, obviously you got to go through a background check to obtain the firearm. Yep. But as far as, like, a license or any kind of class, you don't have to do that in the South, or at least in Mississippi, anyway. Yep. Very strict. Would that Illinois. get you arrested in Illinois? Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> still carry. Oh my gosh. Or you got to have it all. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. In places that there's more violent crime. That's yeah. Usually where that happens. It's crazy how that seems Isn't to it? correlate yeah. together like that. Yeah. All right, it's let's sad. see here. Um, what are some other different? Ooh, do y'all have sweet tea where you live? Sweet no. tea. <laughs> What's that? Are no. you serious, <laughs> baby? It's Illinois. <laughs> No. Why are y'all looking at me like I'm dumb? Why? Why? What sweet tea? Are you? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait no, I'd want to know. Are you? Are you kidding with me right <laughs> no, now? No, I know what's okay. I know what sweet tea okay. is. So is there right. a certain brand? Or, you know, no, we don't it's have just, it. It's sweet tea. No, like, no, they give you sugar and you have to stir it in. It's gross. That no is cop. If, if Hitler did anything. <laughs> That's one of the first things he did was remove sweet tea out of the... I'm just telling you. That is the worst thing I've ever... Unsweetened tea. Like you oh, take it out of the sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a sweet tea and then unsweeten it for me? Okay. All right. Well, that's... It's just tea. X number two if I'm not moving to Illinois. All right. <laughs> and All right. the cold weather. I'm going to move down here, actually. There you yeah. go. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So and the cold weather. So, oh, let's do oh, some boy. language differences here. Yeah. All right. The last meal of the day, what do you call it? Dinner. Dinner? Okay. Yeah. All right. Dinner. Good. That's what I call it. Supper. Dinner. Supper. Supper. It's not supper. Oh, Missouri guys does. <laughs> that's uh, not supper. My grandpa said supper. I got one. Oh, 
Why do you call? Well, wait a minute. Hold on. I got to do a hashtag Dear America for that. Uh, well, you hashtag can... Dear America. Is it dinner or supper? Or leper. I will between lunch and supper. You have lunch. Oh, I will. Oh. Good that's Lord. A good, that's the fasting diet. Right? I <laughs> will end the debate right now. When's the first time you ever saw a supper menu? Never. Never. Uh, that's because they just aren't right. It's supper. It's dinner. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Um, also, yeah. what do you call the thing you push at a grocery store? Shopping cart? Shopping cart. A buggy. A buggy. A buggy. A buggy. A buggy. A buggy. Wow. It's the dumbest okay. thing I've ever heard. All Your right. face is I dumb. I kind of like Put that. It in it's the like buggy. little 1950s. <laughs> a buggy. Like 1950s. lingo. It's just nice. No, it's, all right. It's wholesome. Been a buggy. You get okay. A buggy. Okay. All right. Wholesome okay. Wholesome language. What? All right. <laughs> this is funny. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, what do you call a carbonated beverage? Oh, I'm here going to Pop. Pop. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's oh, a Coke. Pop. It's a Coke. So, wait. Who no. calls no. it? Is it Oregon? Then my sister calls it soda. Is soda. That right? soda. Oh, no, soda. Soda. Minnesota. 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 I'm some soda. In the South, pop, yeah. Coke pop. represents all of it. But that's oh. so stupid. It's no, it's not. Stupid. What would you yeah. like to drink? A Coke. Coke yeah. revolutionized okay. <laughs> it all of it. Here's no. a Dr. Pepper <laughs> for you. That's not how I it wanted, works. I really wanted Yankee. a Sprite. Let yeah. me explain to you the Southern Yankee. tradition. All right. The Southern tradition is, hey, man, I'm going to get a Coke. What do you want? Yeah, grab me a Mountain Dew. Like it, bam, just it, like that. I okay, have to, I have to give it to him. It doesn't make sense. So if My I say, sister said that. I want a Coke. What kind of Coke you want? A Coke. A Coke. Yeah. No, you. Stupid. Would, I get. <laughs> Ask for a Coke. No, I just refuse to say. I, it would, is Coke. I refuse I grew to call it Coke. pop. That just sounds. I want a pop, a soda pop. A soda hey, pop. pop. Soda. Yeah, soda, soda is pop. worse. Like pop is better than soda, is, right? Yeah, Can I get a soda? All right. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. No, I'm not done. Oh, this is okay. fine. We are we are breaking <laughs> what, down barriers. Okay. What, what about them, baby, the them. road outside of the highway? So like riding alongside the highway. It's a road. The shoulder. No, like when you're on the highway, there's another road over there that's like the exit. We call it an outer belt road. Y'all call what? it a frontage no. road. Frontage oh, road. Frontage road. Okay, okay frontage fine. Road. So they, so they literally says outer belt road because like our GPS will say frontage road. Outer belt okay. road. Oh, well, frontage road. Okay, sense. that. I got one. You <laughs> ready? like the shoulder. You ready? Yeah, okay. That's okay. what I said. <laughs> if you are addressing a group of people, you say, hey. Folks. Hey, no, folks. <laughs> not not y'all. You no, guys. Sure. Y'all? No. You, you guys. Don't do you say you all or yeah. you guys? No, you got. Hi, you guys. hi everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. Okay. All right. Hey, you I wish I could say y'all, but everybody hey, look at me. I think you should do it. Crazy. Next speech you I do, should. I think you'd be like, hey, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Southern people are the most persistent people in the world when it comes to words. Okay, because we make up words and people will tell us that's not a real word. Yeah. So we just keep saying it for so many years that eventually they put it in the dictionary. Ain't is our biggest accomplishment I'm pretty ever sure, um, in the South. I think cattywampus is in the dictionary, too. Cattywampus. I'm pretty sure. I don't even know. You guys are so much cooler down here. <laughs> we are. Cattywampus? Everybody knows what cattywampus. Do you know what cattywampus means? Uh, like slightly askew? Like yeah. Like oh, wampus. yeah, of course. Of crooked. Course, of course. Yes. <laughs> Who says crooked? Cattywampus. Cattywampus. So wampus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The creek will rise. Anyway, all right. Uh, okay. That was fun. Yeah. Well, go. Uh, well, I just had a couple questions. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Trump. Oh, okay. Yeah. D- 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 get He's ready. Oh, no. No. Prepare yeah. yourself. <laughs> so Trump just announced that he wants to build 450 miles of the wall before, yeah. I guess, the election in 2020. Um, he hasn't built much new wall. Like, he's fixed a lot of existing wall. Um, what do you think... 
uh, if he doesn't build the wall, like that promise of 450 miles, you think that's going to hurt his chances at 2020? Because build the wall was like his main thing when he was running, you know, to get elected. Um, a lot of people are kind of upset. I'm kind of upset at the progress of the wall. Um, it's not entirely his fault, but do you think that'll affect his chances if, if he tells us he's going to build 450 miles and then doesn't? I think the fact that there's so much gridlock again in Congress mm -hmm. that Democrats refuse to understand that there is so much hemorrhaging happening right now at yeah. the border. And uh, so my mom came here legally back in the 80s. And in order for us to actually even think about immigration reform, we need to st we need to put up a wall. I mean, there, a a country without borders is not a country. Yeah. Right. And so I think I, I think the fact that he is pushing so hard to do it and there is intent there that he really wants to mm -hmm. is enough to show the people that we're going to get it done. Yeah. We just need to stop this ridiculousness that's happening yeah. in yeah. Congress. And it is hard to cuz I mean can he I mean he is gridlocked. I mean Well no, they just released another um he did have the House and the Senate, though. He got over one wall. billion yeah. at first, and then they just released another two or something for construction of the wall. So I mean, it is going up. Um, I, I I will say, if I can be true devil's advocate here, that it was far more difficult than Trump thought it would be yeah. to get the wall yeah. built. Yeah. Um, but I think because it is going up. I don't think it's going to hurt. And he's his still persistently pursuing If he was that. still gridlocked right, and there right. wasn't a single portion of walls starting to go up, then yeah, I think he'd be in trouble. Yeah. Right. Um, I tell you where Trump needs to back off of going into the election is anything to do with the Second Amendment. He yeah. just needs to leave it alone. He doesn't even need to remotely even have any kind of conversations about it because the Second Amendment is, I mean, and you saw this with Dan Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about conservatives and Republicans? You want to talk about a non-discussion topic? Yeah, right. Don't even don't even mention anything except two A is the greatest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, because yeah. they they just don't. But ninety percent of his followers of are staunch supporters of the Second Amendment. All right, and, and they're single issue voters. Yeah, exactly. based on mm -hmm. the yeah. Second Amendment. And, I'm not voting so, for them anymore. How do you feel mm -hmm. about my guns? I mean, you know, I'm for them. But there's a lot of people in yeah. America. That that are like that. I like what you said earlier that the vast majority of Americans don't care ninety percent about what's being talked on the news. Right? They no, care about their. Nobody 10%. cares about that. Yeah. Right. They, they care about five to six things. They care about their faith, their money, mm -hmm. their health care, their firearms, family. Uh, their family, and I don't know. Uh, oh, in the military. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's probably about it for the mm -hmm. vast majority of Americans. Which actually is a lot. I mean, everyday working people, that's a lot of things to care about, it, if you want to be honest. Absolutely. I mean, so keep going. It is, but, well, but go ahead. So, so, and the fact that our rights are just such a fundamental yeah. uh, piece of who, how, what makes this country great, whenever there's any sort of conversation of any chipping away at any of that, people mm -hmm. then start to wake up and yeah. then they start following the news and then they start, well, wait, hold on, what's going on here? Yeah. And unless you actually, like you said, get into their 10%, majority of Americans are just kind of, I don't know, just into their own they, world. They I mean, care. I mean, we have so many other, like think about life in yeah. general. Like there's life is so, hard. Right. Yeah. We have so many, so many things that are, that every day 
life is about and the yeah. stresses that and that's what I hate so much about what happens right now in the news is that people aren't even listening to each other. They're 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 allowing politics to take over uh, what makes us human right. yes. and what and so what true. builds connections with people. And that's just that's not the way our country should be. Right. right? You should care right. and you should have you should vote. You should have uh, a say in every day uh, and what's happening with your in your political and the policy world. But but this this constant yelling and this this negativity that surrounds today's politics right. i think is so it's bad awesome. i yeah. think a lot of that's because of identity politics yeah the yeah. Left. yeah they we're so polarized right now yeah. but uh like ellen degeneres the other day just because she was sitting next to george bush it's like oh my gosh attack her she's a betrayer of gay people yeah it's you have to fit in your camps and like I was going to ask you about like yeah. the minority vote do you think they're starting to wake up to identity politics like with things like Blexit and Candace Owens I do I think because it's just so overused by the left's narrative they're trying to create this narrative that doesn't exist right and just yeah. to give you an example I actually came into the um the uh, the congressional run when my hometown congresswoman said all Republicans are racist and sexist. And I'm like, well, oh. first of all, I'm a female. I am a minority. Like, wh this Wait, isn't true. Right. right. Like, that's, of course, there's going to be bad people everywhere. But yep. but we need to counter that narrative because it's not true. Everyday people like Ellen DeGeneres sitting mm -hmm. next to George Bush, it's like, no, that's not real. I yeah. mean, people are, are everyday Americans. We're respectful. I see it in my district. There's a, th that's, this false narrative has got yes. to stop because united we stand, divided we fall. Yeah. And so that's where it starts mm -hmm. is by pitting race against each other, right. by putting this uh, economic class warfare, by making people not respect each other. And, and we need to remind ourselves of why this country is the way that it is. And yeah. it's because we have this character. We, we, we embrace diversity. We respect each other. We help our neighbors. Yeah. And, and we need to go back to that. Yeah. And, and politics is that. just going away. Well, and I feel, I feel like because it has gotten so crazy, yeah. I feel like that is actually helping our calls, your yeah. calls, exactly. because it's like, wow, we are really, really off the reservation on some of these things. Right. And I feel like it's waking people up because it's like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. This isn't right. Or this isn't how it should be. Or I work every day in this, you know, with other people who aren't like me and we get along fine. So what's going on over well, there? Candace, You're exactly right. Yeah. Candace Owens being called a white supremacist. Yeah. Other black Just people are extreme. like, wait, you called her a white supremacist? Yeah, right. Like, like a Dave Chappelle episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, and for the Hispanic community, right? A lot of, sure, immigration is a topic, right? Um, but for a lot of people, legal immigrants, they look at the border problems and they're like, yeah, we need reform and yeah. we need a process. Sure. People like my fam, my mom and my family worked really hard to get here yeah. and but then also the ultimate equalizer are jobs in the economy yeah. that is something that all races we all want opportunity right. we all want jobs we all are, want our communities to thrive that's right that's african-american that's hispanic that's what uh, everybody yeah and and we need a f and i think the the best part about the president too is that this economy is thriving and and it's how he's he's alt he's equalizing everybody in yeah. that way and we need to counter that narrative too that these issues aren't just um not every women don't just care about you know social issues and and there's there 
jobs in the economy are what the focus needs to be because right. that is what allows the American dream. Yeah. So, true. so so let's talk about some things that, that a lot of people don't talk about when they're running for Congress uh-huh. or, or even when oh, they no. are in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> all right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Trust me. You'll be all right. Okay. So um, you are following a trend set by Donald Trump that, that kind of broke the mold for what a politician actually looks like. And so now you're actually breaking the mold for people that are watching you and yeah. others like you kind of removing this myth that you have to be in your mid forties. You have to be either a lawyer or a doctor of some kind to run for Congress or Senate or whatever. Right. And the bigger degree, the better. Yeah. And the all bigger right. degree, the better and all this other kind of stuff. You have to be a self-made millionaire already, mm-hmm. you know, and all this other Seasons kind of stuff. In life, AOC yeah. definitely broke that trend anyway. <laughs> all right. So my question to you is for, for people that just don't know what's the most surprising thing, both good and bad, since you've started running, that that you, you you know what I mean, that you found out since you've really stepped into that world behind the veil kind of thing. Sure. What's the most surprising good thing and most surprising bad thing? The most surprising good thing is that when you have a message that's resonating with so many people across the country, that support and that thrive, like gives you the energy to do it every day like Mm -hmm. when I get people who are like look you're people like yourself or you're the future of the party we need new people things like that that is important to me because that shows that the message that I was that I the gap that I thought needed to be filled as an everyday American voter was obviously there and that is resonating with people across the country so Mm -hmm. I think that the the support that I have from people across the district you know you never know how people are gonna react to your candidacy or Mm -hmm. if people would think you know being young and and all this was going to be an issue but it's not and so I I think that's the most surprising is that especially baby boomers the older generation my district they're so excited to have somebody who's young and surprising right exactly and so I love I love that aspect Mm -hmm. is is just completely um breaking the mold in that way and and people saying what can't be done can be done Mm -hmm. and I think people want to see someone who is passionate caring energized right. like about what they believe and what they on both sides because I do I, I'm glad that yeah. the mold has kind of been broken right of how it's supposed to be and how things are done yep. right all right but let's not be upbeat the whole time what's the <laughs> negative okay and that, I would say the obviously the the media and the political um, divide that we have right now that's tough especially mm-hmm. when you know when you my friends, my family, they know who I am at my core. Yeah. But when you have somebody who is so entrenched in their own beliefs and in, in, on the other side that just fundamentally does not um, agree with you. Yeah. Well, they paint you as this villain sure. and that happens to, to the president that happens to, I mean, we saw it uh, to the, the ice officials, the border mm-hmm. officials, like you, when you're so passionate about something, it's tough when people are just, they're trying to create somebody that you're not right. So would you yeah. say that your coverage is primarily positive or primarily yeah, negative? No, my coverage is, is positive but there are are people out there that cannot put politics aside and they start doing personal attacks and all that and i think that's wrong right like like of course this is this is a it's a dirty game it's it's tough and and it's not for the the weak but 
But we need to, again, go back to what makes people who they are. We're so much more complex than just political party. And people should not lose friends again over politics. I have friends who are on the way other side, but they're supporting me because they know who I am and they love me for who I am. And and that's, I think, how we need to approach these things is that at the end of the day, all people are human. And, And we're so much more, of course, you can hate the ideology. I could, I could hate socialism but i'm never gonna hate a person person. yeah Yeah, i agree and and so that's been tough it's just the the other side that does Hmm. that too interesting yeah um okay and also almost all even republicans going against other republicans i think that's tough. yeah we've had a lot of conversations about that for sure yeah yeah um people going after other people in the same movement that they're all supposed to believe in uh that's interesting yeah to me so Again, and I really kind of want to want to hone in on this because, you know, I don't know how to become a congressman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 what are some things that if people are listening to this right now and they yeah. hear your story and they go, you know, that's something that I've been dealing with. Maybe, you know, maybe that's something that I'm thinking about doing. I mean, yeah. how, how does all that happen? Like, 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 what's the what's the step from you feel like you're supposed to run and you're supposed to do this? Yeah. How do you do it? Number one, you've got to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, that's what it takes. It takes the fire in the belly. It takes the passion to want to do it because it is a tough job. I mean, it's long hours. It's um, you. It's it's great. You've got to love people and you've got to be out there, but it's it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. Um, so number one, under, recognizing that it does take a lot of personal sacrifice, number one, but if you have the fire in the belly to do it, uh, I think it comes easier. So that's... Number one, number two, building out an incredible support system, Mm. uh, making sure everybody's on board because when those days are tough, you want to have some sort of uh, place to to go and people to trust and people who will be there throughout the process. Uh, But then more on the, you know, technical side, you build out a really good team. I treat it a lot like a startup coming from an entrepreneurial background. You you build out a team, you get your capital, you start running lean, you you recognize the the challenges out there and what's gonna what it's gonna take to win and, and that's where you pour resources in. And so looking at it a lot like a startup has helped because um, when you just think like, oh, what do I do? Do I file and then I just get in and then my team does it. I mean, it, there's a, a whole lot of process, but um, you figure it out. And yeah. and again, I think it goes back to just having the fire in the belly to do yeah. it. Who was That's the awesome. first person that you told you were going to run? Uh, my parents. Your parents? Yeah. What did they say? Were they pumped? Were oh, they scared? God. Yeah. They- <laughs> well, <laughs> so this is uh, kind of, I probably shouldn't say this, but. Do so it. My- <laughs> do it. This is the Dear America podcast. Do it. Uh, my mom coming from, you know, a corrupt country. She's like, well, what are, should we, you know, move? Like, uh-huh. what's, are you, I'm, I'm scared for you. And I'm like, mom, it's not, nothing's going to, you know, it's not going to be crazy. But, um, but they were so excited. I mean, I've been so blessed to have people who have, my parents who have just been so supportive in everything that I do. And, and they were pumped and, um, they were ready to support me in, in that. So, um, yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the first? And again, like I said, I, I just find this interesting because because you always meet these people that are running or people that are congressmen, congresswomen, but they don't ever talk about how they actually do it. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's uh, that's a cool conversation to have. So, what was the first? I guess campaign phone call you made where you did you find a campaign manager for I mean what was the first like person that you brought on 
right, so it's interesting. Um, I think so. First of all, I wasn't recruited at all, right? right. And so, I, and that's part of the my, my whole candidacy. Next, so. Yeah, I mean, in in some areas, people just kind of handpick who they want, and right. parties handpick who they want. And I never was about that. I wanted to do it in the most organic, genuine, genuine way possible. So, um, I didn't really have a lot of party folks that I was um, involved with, and and so, um, which has been they're great now, but it's just not. It didn't really have that avenue. Um, I spoke with a consultant and just did a ton of interviews. I think a lot of it is chemistry. You're going to be with these people for a long time. You want to make sure that you have the right team around you. So um, met with those folks and then and then just started making my rounds, calling people in the area, getting advice from other people who had um, done it before and who have run and just to see, you know, exactly what it was like. And and then slowly everything kind of just grew. I also um, I feel like when you're when you're meant to be where you are, things just kind of come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and one person would lead me to another person. They're like, oh, you should go talk to this person. And so that web just kind of came in. And um, and I was lucky a lot in that way. The the fact that I had worked for the Trump administration as a political appointee really helped to to have access to a lot of people. And my network out there in D.C. was incredible, um, especially with people who did support the president. Mm-hmm. and we're my kind of Republican. And uh, so it was all just kind of its own little interweb. Right. So you had a really good quarter three for yeah. fundraising yeah. and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So so what's, what's the hardest part of campaigning? Well, well what's the hard is – it, is it raising the money? Is that the hardest part? Yeah. Is it door-to-door? What, what's the most – what's the most awkward, hard part of it? I think for me it's just uh, – obviously fundraising like you don't want to asking people for money is right. always tough right. but um when you're you're in a I have you know sales background and all that so it wasn't difficult but I it's that one's hard because yeah. I love knocking on doors and I love doing the the grassroots yeah. stuff I think um <sighs> that's that's a tough one. Asking people for yeah. money is tough. I think yeah, asking yeah. people for money when it's for like you yeah. or your like I have no problems asking people for money if it's for like another cause. Yeah. Or like something, but when it seems to be Give when it comes me your to money. you, it's yeah. like and oh, without you don't a, have to without you know? a guarantee either. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like give me your money in hopes that maybe Yeah. yeah. Well know. and I think about like my sister starting her own company out in San Francisco and she needs to raise a ton of capital Mm -hmm. and we're talking about millions and millions and I'm like okay that's way harder than than what I'm doing but um so I yeah I mean there's I don't it's tough long hours are tough yeah that's hard yeah. The the personal Catching sacrifice. Four flights to come yeah, yeah. yeah. Woke up at two thirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the fact that you know you again you give a lot of sacrifices up for mm. it. But do you like flying? Because when you yeah. win, you're gonna fly <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah I do. Like I do. Ah, not long distance. Luckily, it's only an hour flight yeah. from Illinois. I to hate DC. flying. Yeah. Yeah. That's Everyone the, knows that's you the hate one flying. thing that would we keep me from running for congressman one day. It's just like I have to fly. How much? Yeah, yeah. Get that RV. Yeah, yeah, RV kind of thing. Um, Okay, let's see. Oh, really, Jake? That's Jake's finger telling me. He hates it. Time to to wind up. No, 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 we're not done. We got a few minutes. We are are not done, That's my subtle (laughs) cue, so nobody knows. And I out him out all the time. Every time he does, he tries to be subtle, and I I just bust him out. Ruins the moment. I think you should stop being subtle and just start (laughs) making it a huge thing. Five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Um, okay, so again, I, I really want the listeners to get to know you, yeah. who you are. So, uh, 
I, you know, what are your hobbies? How do you relate to people? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, because that's things people people want to know, right? I mean, do you do you read? Yeah, do you, I mean, I'm a huge you, reader. I, I, huge reader. Can you read? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, that's what no, we yeah. ask Mississippi <laughs> yeah. people. Can you read? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I read so much, and that's probably one of my favorite pastimes. Okay, uh, and I have a dog. So oh, I love. Dog. Yeah, she's a dog cocker person. spaniel poodle. Dog person. A what? Cocker spaniel poodle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we were looking at a cockapoo. Yeah, we're looking at getting one for my son. No, we're not. Oh my god, you have to. We are not looking at that. Please get one. We have a mini petite golden doodle. Oh my god. So the Ducky's his name. Oh, your Ducky. Scotchy. Or as Scotchy, Anna Grace would yeah. call him, a golden Ducky. noodle. Yeah, and our Anna Grace calls him a golden, golden noodle. noodle. They're the, the best dogs. They are. Oh, God, Those they're smart. Mixes, I support them. Well, there you go, people. Yeah, you can vote for her now. She's not a cat lady. So yeah. Amen <laughs> <we can laughs> to that. No, yeah. hashtag no disrespect to you cat ladies, but it's weird. Okay, yeah. so it's just, it's just weird. Um, All right. Hold on, I want to guess. We're gonna go around and guess. Okay. What kind of what kind of music you think she listens to? Alyssa, go. Country. You think she's a country music listener? Yep. Pop, and she also kind of likes jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Nora Jones. Classical, I mean. I, if we get to pick two, I'm gonna go Nora. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go rock music. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go odd. I so I love classic rock. I'm like okay. big, rock. yeah, classic Bam. rock. I said rock. rock. I didn't say heavy That's metal. That's like a I huge said, genre, but fine. Yeah. Oh, cause well, country music doesn't have different. Pretty things. much all the time. <laughs> I grew up listening to like The Doors and nice. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Ooh, and dad I, like yeah. 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 my dad, Dire Straits, Eric Clapton, Guns and Roses. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, those are my sister where I'm at. Fleetwood Mac. I'm telling you, it's really? like a nice. sixth sense. It really is. Whatever. That was my lucky guess. You can tell what kind of music people listen to. But I love. Have like French Cafe, like Bossa Nova and jazz oh. too. I I listen to Billie Holiday. A I, lot. Still nice. I still want. I still want. I love country too. I love country. What do you love about my choice? I love country. Love me. Me, love me, me, me. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm I'm weird in that. Okay. Way, so I take it you don't like scary movies because we talked about the Joker earlier no. and you said that you hadn't seen it yet because you were afraid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no. I don't know if we can be friends after that, to be completely honest with you. Graham loves it. I'm a huge scary, scary movie oh guy. I hate I him love too. scary movies. Oh. oh, okay. So when we first got married, yeah. right, I had like stacks, and st- this is DVD days, uh, I had stacks and stacks of like scary movie DVDs. Oh my God. They have not left the storage bin (laughs) since we got married. Like, and we've been married almost 11 years. Well, in my defense, we also switched over from DVDs, so we just ran to to, to digital everything. Yeah. So, what what, are you a movie person? Are you one of those people that don't like movies? No, I love movies. Okay. So, so time for it. You had to pick. A genre of movies, historical fiction. So like Braveheart. Yeah. Um, okay, all right. That's oh, Braveheart's good. good. Have you seen the trailer for the new 1917? Oh no! It looks yeah, good. I want to. I yeah, love it looks that. really good. It's the first World War One movie. Yeah, I think that like be a good I've one. seen oh, like major production. And Jake, kind of it looked very cinematic. Is that what you would say? Yeah, Jake. Like, yeah. The production oh, it looks of super it looks cinematic. really. Jake good. ruins everything TV and movie wise now. <laughs> really? Because Jake, yeah. Jake thinks and sees things through the yeah. producer yeah it's so, awful so we'll watch like the bachelor or the bachelorette and jake would just pick it apart the whole time he's like oh yeah those old women that they interviewed <laughs> just happen to have microphones <laughs> on them you know and all that he just i he, try i'm not i don't do that sarcastically I yes, try and, you most definitely did jake <sighs> and you're drinking while you do it too so it's even less subtle 
<laughs> I mean, I love Game of Thrones. Too. Yes, yeah, that's Game awesome. Big of Thrones. Game of Thrones girl. We have really good. had a void in our life since Game of Thrones. Oh, is I know, over. it's tough. There's nothing that like what is on the same it level with? Yeah. as Game of Thrones. I've there probably I've, won't be. I've again. thrown around just know. restarting it. Yeah, just yeah. starting from the beginning again. Yeah, I already know how it ends. I'm over it. Girl, quite, let's get some female questions in here. There you well, go, some girl, let's do girl talk. What do the ladies? What do the ladies oh, want to know? Okay, know. okay, no, 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 <laughs> no. Okay, so, so as a as a female, which you are, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> mother of children. Uh, if if she was in your district, what are some things that you would want to know? Well, like, we like I mean, the same things men like. I'd want to know about Second Amendments. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much. I'm assuming you're all you stand the same with most Republican on abortion. That's mm-hmm. a huge topic. Absolutely. You want to touch on that? I'm sure. But well, I mean, I yeah. I, I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts on on the whole push for late term and even post term or post birth abortions that are going sick. on. It's sick. It yeah. I mean it's just what are we kind of world are we living in where yeah. kids are you're literally getting they're born and, and you want to take their life. I mean that's awful. I like that. I, I don't even like the political answer. I just like that's sick. It's sick. Like I, I like that. That's sick. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> um I'm sorry, I stink. I don't know. No, you're fine. I don't like I'll cooking. Ask some do, you like, do you like cooking? <laughs> I'll ask some lady questions then. I'll do it. So what do you think about this whole pay gap thing? Do you think that's a real thing in 2019? I mean, I, I'm sure. Just like just like there's racist people everywhere, yeah. right? In every country, all across the world. I'm sure that there's some places sure, that still have issues in that regard. But do you think... and, and because I don't, just to get it out there. Do you think that there's this major pay inequality gap in America? I, in terms of the data, no. Um, but I'm sure, again, I'm sure there are. There yeah. is an issue, like you said. But I think the bigger problem is just this like feminism and just yeah. like the, the yeah. destroying down men, right? And yes. like and I don't I don't particularly play into that i mean i think you should all be for women and championing each other and all that but but why does it have to be about this any like ever this whole equal like yeah i mean of course we're we're equal but we have our strengths and our differences in a good way embracing the differences yeah Yeah. but but this whole like feminism culture and just i mean and that plays into the whole um the narrative i i just I, i I don't, I don't, yeah. don't buy into that. Yeah, it's like cherry picking data. You know, yeah. if you look at models, right. female models make way more than male models. Yeah. yeah. So it's all in how you look at all the data. I can think of a lot of women that do my exact job and make a lot more money than me. Yeah. yeah we, let's we, look at all the whole picture. Right. Not yeah. just we just had an article the other day that said uh, successful women in their thirties are having a hard time finding a mate because men don't make enough money. Yeah. Oh, don't we don't have to. S- <laughs> So I started about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. So. Here we go. This is going to turn into dating hour here in about five minutes. Yeah, maybe we should cut uh, it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very on single. That note. On that note. All right. So seriously, real quick, yeah. just, just last little bit here for the audience. Yeah. Who is Catalina Lauf? Like, other than just, I mean, who, if you had to sum it up in 30 seconds uh, for voters Ooh, to hard. listen to, I mean, what differentiates you from the current elected official in your district? 
I'm just an everyday American, honestly. And I know that sounds cliche, but I just, I, I love my people in the district. I love um, being part of the process and, and knowing how I can make a difference in, in politics today. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just very passionate and, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, no, I like <laughs> is that it. a tough, it's a I tough think, question. Up. Yeah, when you win, <laughs> I think when you win, first thing you should do is go knock on AOC's door day one. Oh my gosh! And like have like I'm not yeah. talking about fighting. I'm talking about like just have a real. I would love just make a sign. This is no, what I'm, I'm going to give her a book. Ro- Road to serfdom. I like it. I like it. This Ask her to make I, you a drink. Yeah. I would like to see <laughs> give her some more textbooks. like live <laughs> social media broadcast between two opposing party yes. Congress men or women having a discussion mm-hmm. about a topic that seems to be divisive. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's something that really too. cool that could start to be done. You yeah, know, I, I doubt she'd do it because she refuses to talk to anyone that's a Republican. But either way, so yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. the boss. I'm the boss. How about that? Anyway, <laughs> and millennials should have a choice, right? Like right now, we just mm-hmm. have her on the yep. other side. That's a young person that's the obviously leading the way, right? Yeah. That's talking about socialism and all that. Well, where's the counter narrative? Yeah. I agree. Right. And that's I agree. why they, you know, brand, brand, who was it the anti um, yeah. It was Turning Point. Who's like. You know, the Democrats have always been ahead of the Republican Party on like, help me remember on like news on, the, or, on the momentum shift. On the momentum yeah. shift. Yeah. They've yeah. always been ahead of us. And yeah. it's still true that they're trying to break that. But I don't know. I, so I yeah. support it. No. I well, terrible. you know, we we're, we're rooting for you. Thank we, uh, you. We're, we're Thank super, you. Super excited for you. We're Thank super you. excited to watch. Um, when it comes election yeah. night, you have yeah. to let us know. I maybe, will. Maybe we can do a live podcast from <laughs> the uh, from the election HQ. So, so for people listening, where yeah. can they go? To, to help you out, to sure. find out what's going on, where can they go? CatalinaForCongress.com, and then follow me on at Catalina Lauf, Twitter, Instagram. Spell your name. C- yeah. C-A-T-A-L-I-N-A-L-A-U-F. L-A-U-F. Well, yeah. hey, congratulations on everything. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I think you. it's fantastic. Thank uh, you. Thank you for coming in here and talking Thanks to us. This was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, that's all we have for this episode of the Dear America podcast. Alyssa, where can they find you? Alyssa Allen on Instagram. Jake. Producer underscore Jake on Instagram. And of course, I'm Graham Allen, and you already know that because you're listening to my show. Uh, That's all we have for this episode, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.